to do that today. Can I get an amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not who they used to say you were. <laughs> Come on, tell somebody. You're not who they used to say you were, you know. So, you know, somebody could say that you were, you know, you're, you're this or you're that. And we talked about the adulterous woman last week. We talked about the, the beggar, that he's no longer the beggar any longer because God is his supply. Come on now. And then blind Bartimaeus, you know, it's like blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus is not blind anymore. Oh, uh-huh, come on. So who do you call blind Bartimaeus after he's not blind anymore? Bartimaeus, that's right. Sean, Sean got me last week. I came in and I was just all pumped up. I was like, you know, who do you call blind Bartimaeus after he's been healed? And Sean's like, Bartimaeus? I'm like, oh. That's, you know, you're absolutely right. That's a good one. Kind of just took my steam right out of my pot. Amen? Turn, turn, turn with me to Luke chapter 19 because after we meet Jesus, something changes in our life. After we meet Jesus, something changes in our life. All I know is that a few years ago, many years ago, um, when I came to Christ, I may have been looked at, you looked at me, you would have looked at me differently than what you look at now. Are you working on my hollow sound, Bill? Thank you. Um, So you would look at me differently. So when you meet Jesus, then something changes in your life. A lot of times people will try to put a label or a tag on you and say, you're this or you're that. I know somebody that, that may have committed murder and all their life they go through being called what? The murderer. What about somebody that was a thief? All of their life they've got this tag or this label that, it, that says they're a thief. You know, and what about somebody that may have lied or... Or, or, or something like that. I mean, he, he's a liar, he's a liar, 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 pants on fire, right? You know, he, he's a liar for those things. And, and there's a tag or there's a label that we, I don't want to say we as Christians do, but there's a tag or a label that you put on somebody and then that's what they're known by. And how many of you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Zacchaeus, oh, chapter 19, verses 1 through 9. If, if you do, I want to go to, I want to go to Luke chapter 19, then we're going to go to Luke 17, and then we'll see if we get into Acts chapter 9, all right? I want us to, to understand that we shouldn't label somebody. Let's not label somebody. If we label, if we're going to put a label on, let's put a label of you're a believer or you're the righteousness of God, amen? That, 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 they're, that you know, you're, <laughs> you're a lover. We... Um, we were in Bethel, and um, Chris, what was his last? Chris, uh, no, it was a different one. Chris, what? No, no, Go, Chris Gore, yeah. Yeah, she said Valentin, so that's what. So Chris Gore, and I don't know if you've seen this guy, but he kind of talks with a little accent like that, and, and he was talking about he got on a plane. And he's on this plane, and he's sitting next to the person. You know how sometimes you ever, everybody, anybody ever been on a plane? Okay, let me see who, everybody been on a plane? Okay, good, you've been on a plane. So... Have you ever dreaded who you sit next to? Especially if you've got work to do. It's like, you know, I've got work to do. I, got, I don't want anybody to talk to me. And then you may sit back. I'm, I'm the person that you sit next to that it says, how you doing? 
They're like, good. I love to sit next to kids because they'll talk back to you. And they're so cool. I got to minister the gospel to one little boy that I was sitting next to. And he said, well, you know, he started talking about some different stuff, you know, and, and I got to talk to him about Jesus. It was pretty cool. So Chris was this. He had many stories, but he was telling this one story. Well, he was in the plane, and he sat next to this guy. And a lot of times the guys will sit next to him, and they'll start doing some stuff. And this guy was working on something, Richard. And, and he looked at Chris, and he says, well, what do you do? And he told this guy he was a physician's assistant. Anybody, you ever heard that? He was a physician's assistant, and Chris is a pastor. <laughs> but Jesus is the great physician, so he was his assistant. And he started going into all these different things about it. And then he also told this one guy, he said, um, he, he was sitting there, and, and the guy says, well, what do you do? He said, I'm a lover. And he goes, no, no, it was, at first he was saying, no, you don't want to know. You don't, you know, you don't want to know. You don't want me to tell you what I do. And he's like, no, no. No, I do want you to tell me what to do. What you do. No, no, you don't want to tell me what, what I want to do because I, I don't think you'd understand it. He's like, no, no, I'll, I'll understand it. And he said, no, I, I don't think you will. Be, but, and he said, you know, you know, I do want to know. What do you do? He says, oh, I'm a lover. And he goes, and he's thinking, you know, just like you guys are. <laughs> Hollywood, you're a, you're, you're, you're a lover. <laughs> I mean, how does that work? Do you get paid to go? <laughs> he said... And I can't do it like you can do it. But he got to talking to him about it, and he said, well, they were coming from overseas. And he said, well, what were you doing over there? He said, I'm an international lover. <laughs> he says, I love people. He said, I love black people, white people, big people, small people. I'm a lover. <laughs> and you know, it was just freaking this guy out that was sitting next to him, you know? So I mean, anyway, so long story short, he, he basically... <laughs> He basically, they, what, he got up and he went to the bathroom. Both of them ended up going to the bathroom and he came back and the man didn't come back and sit next to him. Well, this one, one, one lady, he was, he says, uh, he was talking to them. He was like, I'm a, I'm a physician's assistant. And, and they were talking about this and this one, he, he laid hands on this person next to him at the, in the plane and the guy got healed. So he said, there was a, there was this lady and, um, and, and it was, it was a black lady, and he said, they got out into the airport. And she said, I heard that you were a physician's assistant. And she said, he said, yeah. She said, I got the pain right here. <laughs> and he said, he laid hands, and she said, whoa. <laughs> and this was in the middle of the airport. You know, like, he's like, whoa, I can feel it. It's like, I got a pain. <laughs> he said, so here I am being a physician's assistant because Jesus is a great physician. He was his assistant. So he didn't really tell, never told anybody that he was a pastor, but he was a... He goes and he tells people different things that are really true of who he is, not what he does. Oh, come on, somebody. See, a lot of times we have this identity through what we do and not who we are. See, and we're shifting that. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's a shift going on. Or I guess you could put it this way, shift happens. I mean, you've got to shift. We've got to shift our belief system, right? We've got to shift on how we believe. When we believe right, we live right. Can I get an amen? When, when we believe right, we can begin to shift on the way we live. 
so if I'm doing something that probably I shouldn't be and maybe because I believed it was okay or was right or was acceptable and then I realize how God sees that and then I want to see it the way God sees it so I need to shift my thinking to be His thinking. Can I get an amen? So I say all this to tell you a little bit about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man when he we've sung the songs and all this stuff and he climbed up in a sycamore tree and and I could go through the whole thing but let's just let's just let's just read it Luke chapter 19 verse 1 it says he entered Jericho and was passing through and there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus and the bible says that he was a chief tax collector and he was rich I'm telling you God has no problem with you being rich in fact Jesus said a he became poor so you could become So wealth is not an issue for God. He's not, he doesn't think, okay, because you get wealthy that you know, you're no longer loved. The Bible doesn't say it, that, that wealth is evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not the money that's evil. It's the love of that money. When you use money for things that are designed for God, he loves that. Can I get an amen? So the Bible called him a tax collector, a tax collector, and he was rich. Now, there were some people that just don't like rich people, no matter how they've gained it, no matter how they've gotten it. And, and I know some godly people that have wealth, and they love the Lord, and they don't, the money doesn't control them. They control the money. Can I get it? Amen? And they do a lot of good works. Amen? So turn to your neighbor and say, you're a rich guy. Oh, and you're like, you're like, I'm not yet, but I'll take that. Amen. <laughs> Should I tell them? No, I won't. <laughs> so he saw him. That, here's a label. They put a label on Zacchaeus. Not only Zacchaeus was a what? A wee little man. So maybe he was five foot eight. Can I get Shorty to stand up here just a second? So somebody say, well, maybe he's not a, a wee little man. Come on up, up here, big man. Okay, so now, now, now y'all can see Zacchaeus, right? See, I'd be Zacchaeus and he's the, the tree that I'd have to climb up on. Are you with me? <laughs> Thank you. So Zacchaeus had a label. He was a tax collector. He was rich. And he was a wee little man or he was smaller in statute. So when we look at people and we see people are we putting labels on people? And they did. Now, the tax collector was kind of like, you know, the modern-day mafia. <laughs> right? Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was a, a... He was a... Yeah. Collection boss. <laughs> Seriously. You can look it up. And when they would collect taxes for the Roman... Uh, the, the country of Rome, the nation of Rome, he would, he would say, this is amount, say I needed to collect a dollar from Johnny. But I'd come in and go, your taxes are $4. And Johnny'd pay me $4. Now as a tax collector, what would I do with that, Delbert? I'd keep three. And, are you with me? And I'd give one back. Can I get an amen? Yeah. See, I would keep three and I would give one and I'd pay their taxes, and Johnny's got his tax paid. It's a good thing. He's got his tax paid. 
So he was also an extortionist. I mean, come on somebody, there was something wrong there. He was rich and maybe his, his wealth did not come through proper, proper gain. Amen? Okay, so let's just look at this. Just, I, want, I just want you to see the tag and the label on that. Verse 3, Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus was, who Jesus was, and he was unable because of the crowd that he was just small in stature. And he ran on ahead and he climbed into the sycamore tree in order to see him, and he was about to pass through that way. And Jesus came to the place and he looked up at him and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down for today. I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to go to your house today. I believe Jesus came to the house today. Amen? Jesus came to the house this morning. And he says, I want to go to your house. And, and when we, when, look and see how Zacchaeus was. Zacchaeus was an extortionist. He was a tax collector. He didn't have a good reputation. He was a cheater. He was a liar. He was a little bitty liar. Some of you got it. He was a little bitty liar. He was all these things. He had these labels. And Jesus said, I'm going to go see you today, Zacchaeus. I'm going to go hang out at your, at your house today. And he hurried and he came down and he gladly received him. And when they saw it, they all began to grumble. Now here come the Pharisees and they said he's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Can you next verse? He's gone to, yeah, right there. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Now another label, right? No, we can't be like the godly people. He's got to be a sinner. I got a little sinner from the front. <laughs> so not only is he tax collector, not only is he rich, not only is he small in stature, don't make, make fun of the small guy, that's fine. Now he's a sinner, and all these marks were against him. Hello? And he comes to that place where, you know, now Jesus, he's, he's beginning to receive Jesus, and they're talking bad about him. And how many of you had had people talk bad about you? I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> got three four five six seven so if they talk bad about Zacchaeus if they talk bad about Jesus and they talk bad about you then you're just in good company right so check this out in verse 8 something happened something happened from verse 7 to verse 8 they saw Zacchaeus for what he had done They saw Zacchaeus for what he had done. They saw Zacchaeus for what he had done. Are you with me? How do you view somebody? Do you see them for what they've done? Or do you see them as the righteousness in Christ Jesus, no matter what they've done? Hello? They didn't see Zacchaeus this way, and Zacchaeus wasn't that way yet, but he met Christ and something happened, but there was a label that was put on him that said, here's this label, he's a chief tax collector, that means he just wasn't a general tax collector, but he had some authority, he had some power, he was over a group of tax collectors in this area, and then he was a sinner, and he was a, a rich guy, so he's got all these different marks against him, so to speak, and then he meets Jesus. Say, then he meets Jesus. And then he meets Jesus, and something happened. Something happened when he met Jesus. 
But they saw him for what he had done. Sometimes people, don't they just see you for what you've done? My father, um, bless his heart, Bryce, you'll like this one. He, uh, he was telling me, he said, uh, he didn't go to church much. And when I was younger, we didn't go to church much. And, uh, and I was like, you know, you know, how come we didn't go to church much? And he was telling me, he said, you know, he said, I kind of got in trouble at the church. I said, what happened? He said, well, they were out one night, he said, and they had this big 50-gallon drum barrel. Barrel, you know what I'm talking about? And they rolled it. They used to roll it up to the church doors. And then when people opened the doors, they'd hit the drum, and the drum would roll down, boom, 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 and make a lot of noise, right? And they'd laugh and everything like that. So he said he and his buddies, they got the drum, and they started rolling it up, and this guy come out of the church. So they stopped the drum, and they hid behind the bushes. And the man walked out of the church, and he, and he, and he stood outside the church, and he smoked a cigarette. <sighs> smoked a cigarette. Well, when he finished the cigarette, guess what he did? He flicked the butt of the cigarette and the cigarette went in the drum and it blew the windows out of the front of the church. <laughs> Boom! This is a true story. True story. <laughs> what do you think he was known for? He was known that he and his buddies blew the windows out of the church. I, I said, how was the man? He said, the man was, was okay. Aren't we known for things that maybe what we've done in our past, even though it may not have been good? Sometimes we can be like Zacchaeus and we can be known for just that. And our whole life, my father grows up and becomes a teenager and he's known for the guy that blew the windows out of the front of the church. And then he becomes a young adult and he has children and he's still known as the guy that blew the windows out of the church. A knothead. Made a poor decision. Made something. Maybe, you know, he just didn't have wisdom in the decision that they were making. Just a prank, man, and it went bad or whatever. But he's known for that. Zacchaeus was known as an extortionist. Zacchaeus was known. But how many of you know you don't have to be defined by your past? Oh, come on, somebody. You don't have to be defined by what some people say you are. When you come to Christ, something happens and your, your identity should change and will change and can change if you'll let it change. Can I get an amen? Come on, that's a good time to shout hallelujah or praise the Lord or something. Right? You don't have to be known that way. So look at verse 8. Zacchaeus stopped and he said to the Lord, Lord, behold, this is what I would call a kingdom conversion. I mean, it, it happened to him. And he said, Lord, he said, I'm going to give half of what I possess to the poor. Do you think something happened to him? <laughs> Mr. Greedy man, Mr. Tax man, Mr. Greedy, 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 greedy. Jimmy greedy, Jimmy, 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 all you can give me. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, Jimmy. I need one dollar for taxes, I take three dollars for taxes. I put three in my pocket, I give the Roman government their one dollar, and I keep the other three for myself. I'm greedy, 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 and now all of a sudden something happens. He says, I give half of my possessions to the poor. 
And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, he'll give them back what? <laughs> Anybody we got any Zacchaeus in the house? <laughs> We'd be going, oh, can I just give them half? <laughs> can I just give them just a little? Do I have to give them all four? This wasn't about God requiring something from him. Zacchaeus' heart had come to the place where it had changed, and he said, because of that change that has taken place in my life, I'm no longer the little wee guy. I'm no longer the tax collector that is an extortionist. In fact, I've defrauded some people, and I'm not only going to give them $1 back, I'm going to give them $4 back. Can I get an Amen. How many would love to see Zacchaeus come up and knock on your door? <laughs> if you knew what had happened to him, and they said, Zacchaeus, come on in. I'm sorry, Debbie, I've defrauded you. And here's the dollar that I've defrauded you. But you know what? Here's three more on top of it. Here's the five dollars I've defrauded you, but now here's twenty. Oh, come on, somebody. We would all be going, who is that? Is that Zacchaeus? It can't be Zacchaeus. Most of the time, if Zacchaeus probably showed up, we'd be going, I already gave, I already gave. <laughs> Let me get my receipt. I'll show you I already gave. No, I'm here to give it back to you. So there was a kingdom conversion. Say kingdom conversion. He said, I'll give half to the poor, and if I defrauded anyone, I'll give back four times as much. And look what Jesus said to him. He said, today salvation has come to your house because he too is the son of Abraham. The son of Abraham, that term of the son of Abraham, that the Jews understood what that son of Abraham was. And I'm not going to go into all of that. But he also said this. He said, for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. It's not just salvation, but it's a relationship. Do you think Zacchaeus ran into a relationship with Jesus? I think he ran into a relationship with Jesus. I think something began to happen. I think his heart got changed. I think he came to a place where he was truly wanting a relationship with God. And I'm not saying that because you guys are Zacchaeus. Just the opposite. I'm saying that because you want that relationship. You want to step into that relationship with God. You want to say, you know what? My past doesn't define your future. Come on, somebody. You might have been the adulterous woman. You might have been the beggar. You might have been the blind Bartimaeus. You might have been Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And, and I can go on and, and talk about the lepers. And I'll very quickly, I will. We won't get into that scripture, but we'll do it again next week. Is that all right? We'll talk about the lepers. There was ten lepers. And, and Jesus said, you know, go, you're going to be healed. And he said, I want you to go show yourself to the priest or wash in, in the pool of Shalom. And, and this one, as they walked away, the Bible says, as they walked away, all ten were healed. Woohoo! I mean, you know, there's ten. Ten were healed. It's like, ooh, that's gone. Ooh, that stuff I had right here. Ooh, that... It's gone. Oh, that's, that's gone. See, lepers were not allowed to be in society. They were outcasts. They were, they were positioned in a place where they weren't allowed to mingle within society. So what they would do is when there was a, a cleansing that took place, they would go to the priest and the priest would check them out. Come here, baby. Oh, my goodness, your leprosy is really bad, but it's gone, huh? Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's nice. It's gone. Nice. It's gone. <laughs> It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Okay. The, then the priest 
would send them back into society and say, you're clean now. Okay? Amen? So this one leper comes back to Jesus. And we'll talk a little bit about that next week. He comes back to Jesus. And there's something that has changed in his life. See, when we meet Jesus, we're not the same. So if you have leprosy, have had leprosy, and you meet Jesus, and you're clean and cleansed before the Lord, then you walk back into society, they shouldn't look at you and say, there's Debbie the leper. There's a murderer! Jeffrey Dahmer gave his life to the Lord. Does he get the same thing that Zacchaeus gets? Does he get the same thing that the adulterous woman gets? When Jesus said to that adulterous woman, he said, just go and sin no more. He said, where are, where are your accusers? Huh? Where are they at? Where are they going to condemn you? I'm not going to condemn you. Let's not condemn society. Let's begin to start seeing people the way God sees them. And that murderer, how many of you know that murderer... And you know what? We've probably all murdered somebody. Well, I don't like the way he dresses. I don't like the house he lives in. Well, I just like this and But you know what? The great thing about it is, is when Zacchaeus met Jesus, something changed. When the adulterous woman met Jesus, something changed. When the blind Bartimaeus, who is Bartimaeus with sight, met Jesus, something changed. When the beggar met Jesus, something changed. Can I get an amen? What about Saul? Do you think Saul, who used to be Paul, do you think when he met Jesus, something changed? We'll look at that too, amen? Say, my past does not define my future. The Bible says, the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a Say, I got a future. It doesn't matter if you were a lying, cheating, scoundrel like I used to be. Come on, somebody. That was then, this is now. Oh, come on. The old has passed away, the new has come. Oh, that's who you used to be. That might have been your identity back when you were back and 14 or 15 years old. But that's not your identity of who you are now. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody ought to be jumping up and down, shouting and saying, Hallelujah! That's a good place to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what He's done for me. I couldn't do it by myself. It had to be through the blood of Jesus Christ. I couldn't come to the place where I'm good enough. It has to come through the blood of Jesus. Let's thank the Lord for Jesus. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Jesus. Come on, Father, we thank You for Your Son who died upon the cross, rose again, shed His blood for us so that we could be freed from our past, from our sins, from our old reputation. I declare a new reputation is coming on the body of these believers today. I declare the old has passed away, the new has come. I declare, Lord God, that they're the head and not the tail, above all and not beneath, that they are sons and daughters of God, that they are the righteousness in Christ Jesus, that the, their old past, their old sins is dead. It can't come back in the name of Jesus. We declare new life to you. We declare new grace to 
you. We declare new mercy to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a son. Come on, even if you're a woman, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a son. You're, you're a son of God. You're a son of God. That's your identity and who you are. You don't have to be that knothead. You don't have to be like my daddy, the guy that blew out the church wheel building doors or windows. You don't have to be anymore. You don't have to be that person that did this or did that. You can be who God's created and designed you to be. You are the righteousness. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, it's not your own righteousness. You can't be righteous enough. It's only what Jesus has done for you. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm awesome. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm awesome. Tell them, say, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm the man. I'm, I'm the man. I said one time, I said, God, I said, God, you the man. He said, no, I'm the God. He said, but you the man, Ron. You the man. Amen? Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, today we just receive a blessing from you today. We receive strength. We receive righteousness. We receive holiness. We receive purity right now, God. We thank you that we are not going to look upon others and ourselves as the way others may have said who we are. That's not our identity. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that's a new species of being. I'm not the old. I'm the new. I got a new attitude. <laughs> I got a new attitude in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord some praise in the house today.